Hello and welcome to episode 77 of the Late Life Career Change podcast with me, Phil Swallow. Today's episode is called Supporting Role because that's what I've been doing quite a bit of in the last week. Overall, it's been quiet uh, on the professional front. Uh, Weather's changed as well, so we've gone from the hot, sticky, humid stuff to some quite torrential thunderstorms. We had one on the weekend and I've been dealing with the drainage outside on the front driveway. I had to do a bit of manipulation and clearing out of leaves and things. But anyway, the drainage was working fine and I was feeling quite smug. Went round to the alleyway and there's this massive water cascading through the uh, drain pipes on the side of the house and the guttering. And I don't... I think I've probably had this problem in the past, which is why I did it, but a bit of instinct kicked in. And I... I think what happens is that over time the drain pipe on the side of the house sort of drops a bit from its connect connector and that allowed all this water to escape. Honestly, it was terrible. It was like so torrential. So I just pushed it up about half an inch, centimetre, whatever, and it stopped immediately. I was soaked to the skin. It just completely covered me. Um, but it didn't really flood into the house. Oh, not the house. The house is always fine, but it didn't flood into the garage. So... And it was just a case of keeping an eye on it while the uh, monsoon-like conditions continued and uh, eventually petered out. So the weather since then has been showery. It's been cooler. Um, I don't mind that, actually. It's a bit frustrating, though, because now this is the traditional school kids' holiday time. And we've still obviously got loads of um, COVID-related regulations and things. But, you know, it's a traditional time, the big big getaway and they actually issued a warning to families and that going away that if you're planning on camping caravanning and so on uh, you need to be mindful of the uh, the number of weather warnings that are in play and um, well let's hope there was no real damage done sadly there was some loss of life from people swimming in open water at the weekend uh, up in Scotland I think they said six people died um, and a lot of that's cold water shock so it might seem like it's hot although it's not as hot as it would have been the week before but terrible tragedy um so yeah only swim in safe areas and uh when you when you know you can get out easily so you didn't think you'd be hearing that on this podcast no so anyway back to where we are why is it a supporting role this week well a lot of the stuff i've been doing has been supporting sue one way and t'other some of it's just kind of running around and uh she started a job as this uh warden in um uh, sort of it's like a retirement slash home living community thing um not too far away from us and she did her induction day last thursday and then her first sort of proper shift on sunday and she's going to do another one this saturday i believe um so she's like a a, a bank member of bank staff as it were not as in bank with money and stuff uh a bank as in a team of people and uh yeah she's um she's really enjoyed sort of taking to that as it were so uh yeah i think um uh, i think that'd be good for her because the hours are, are manageable mostly weekend mornings um occasionally there might be other shifts to cover people uh, but again it's it's nearby i mean i dropped her off but it's fairly easy to get to on public transport so, so she's she's working and in, in the care role or in a care role which is great uh the other thing which we're doing is in the room that i record this podcast in so it's uh it's our third bedroom, third, but it's still quite a good size room. Um, and I've got all my gear in here now. 
kind of packed away and shelved and stuff and I've got this little booth in the corner with me soundproof thingies stuck but um one of the walls we use for a backdrop for Sue's um self tapes and I was never 100% happy with it it was a bit too light a bit wishy-washy and actually she had some feedback from a self tape course that she's doing it's a weekly one there's another another um session this evening and so I said right well let's paint it then so I went for a pretty dark grey um, it actually looks alright now I think Sue felt it was too dark I'm just turning round so there's a slightly different sound as I look at it um, and I decided to do two of the walls because I wanted it also to be a nice sort of dark backdrop when I do any kind of facing mic videos which I do plan to do uh, not really had a need to do too many or I did a couple of practice ones but that's something I will do and I just think the darker colour will look better in the background maybe I'll just throw a, a coloured light or something on it just to break up a little bit so um, so I was kind of it, it, it serves Sue to support her in what's happening on the self-tape but it also can help me one of the things we noticed though I noticed when I did a little trial is that when you do a self-tape using an iPhone, it's it's in fully auto mode. You know, unless you buy a third-party app for your phone, it's, it's going to be auto, like auto settings on a camera, where it it provides the settings that it sees through its eye, if you like, through its sensor to to meet the conditions. And what that means is that initially it tries to it it, it floods the area with light, so this this sort of darkish grey background becomes very bright. When you stand in it, it realises, oh, now I've got to light that person who's in the middle of the screen, which is Sue in this case. Um, so this may cause some a slight problem. It's something that can be easily fixed, but um, she might get some comments about that, but kind of anticipating it without mentioning it. Um, but I said, well, we probably should be up in our game anyway now. Uh, I've got this great camcorder that I use for some of my YouTube videos the more kind of cinematic ones like the bluebells in the woods and stuff that I did and um, what I'm going to do is for the next one we do we're going to record it on that so the advantage of that is it's got a flip out little monitor screen so you can see where you are and what you're doing uh, the autofocus is brilliant but of course you can control that light level so it won't go light it won't it'll only go or allow the amount of light in that you set it up to do so um so we're going to have some fun playing with that with the next one that Sue has to do in this little room. And of course, then we'll get, I think, the best use of the backdrop. And it'll be a contrast against her with her sort of colour hair and stuff like that and skin tone. So, yeah, so that's uh, one of the other little supporting things I've done. Um, she's doing a job this week up in Mount View Theatre School or Drama School in Peckham. Uh, so it's been some rehearsals this week and a tech rehearsal today. Um, they've got a... I mean, I don't know if there's any sort of online stuff being done tomorrow, but the performance is on Friday and it's available online uh, via stream and there's only a few tickets available in, in the actual premises in Peckham. So I'll be um, I'll be buying a ticket and looking at it online, which would be cool. So it's going to be streamed by the team there. Uh, quite interested to see how they do such a thing. Um, I would imagine their media department are quite... Uh, up with all the latest um, gear and, and requirements for such things they've probably been doing it all throughout the lockdown so so that was cool um, so yeah so other than other than all of the uh, decorating matters I mean I've only done two of the walls because it was quite light in here before and now I don't want to make it too dark overall so we've got a kind of two and two so the two adjoining walls on one side are dark and two adjoining walls on the other side are light um, 
But while I was doing that, I was kind of listening to the Olympics. So GB have done quite well. Uh, I mean, they weren't on the medal table at all in the first day, but that's kind of hey-ho. And it's interesting, I was listening to the broadcasters yesterday, um, listening to BBC Radio 5 Live when I've been uh, been doing my decorating. And uh, a number of them were saying, oh, it's the best start we've had to the Games ever in our history. And um, I can't remember the lady's first name, but I think her second name's Granger, who's head of the GB team and a former... Um, I think she was... Was she rubbing Cathy Granger? I don't know. I'm, I'm completely guessing here. And I should have prepared for it. Anyway, this lady who heads up the team was saying, yeah, um, I've heard a lot of people saying that it is the best start that the GB team have ever had to an Olympic Games, but she said this schedule was changed this time. So it normally would be certain sports would take place in in the order of the games or the days of the games but for reasons that I'm assuming COVID and whatever else uh, it was slightly different and I think what, what she was saying in essence is that the reason for our supposed improved performance is partly because we've got more athletes competing in the disciplines that are being shown earlier uh, I mean it's brilliant though for momentum so hopefully that will continue give hope and encouragement to some of the other uh, athletes and performers who are going to take place further down the line you know when we get into the the proper sort of athletic side of things but it's great you know the swimming and there's I saw a guy the other day on the uh, um, BMX type thing what do you call it mountain biking <laughs> BMX uh, yeah mountain biking he was very good indeed um, they said he's one to watch very talented 21 year old probably going to get lots of people tapping him on the shoulder and saying oh we think you should move across to tour stuff you know tour de france whatever um but yeah he was very good and uh woke up this morning to look at the, the notifications on my phone and there was um i think it was breaststroke relay 200 meters breaststroke relay we got a gold in um always great to see you know um and also some of these events where just by the nature of it if you get into a certain stage you're guaranteed at least a, a kind of bronze bronze medal or whatever it might be so and we've got a, a few athletes have made it through that way so really great to see i mean i'm probably going to watch the golf when that happens being a golfer and on that point on that point i plan to play golf this weekend it won't be the normal kind of you know 18 holes driver five wood all those other clubs um and my mate Keith has had almost the self-same problem. He reckons he's about 75% fit now. So we're going to play Sunday this week. We normally go out on a Saturday. And um, it'll just be a practice round, really. You know, we're not going to be playing full shots. We'll play approach shots, maybe, from a 100 to 120, 130 yards in. Uh, and then the, any shots around the green. And but, but it won't be scoring. There won't be any scores going down because we're not going to play all the shots from all the tees. So, you know, that'll be good to just kind of get back into that um, mode. And I think also, um, and I'll probably text him about this, I may not play the whole round because you don't want to do too much too soon. I remember this when I had my back problem in 2018. The guy said, you know, really build up slowly, resist any temptation to feel that, you know, you, you've got either a manageable twinge or no twinges at all. So just back full on, just don't do it, you know, resist it. So, um, yeah, so that's my plan for this weekend. Uh, last night, went to see Crystal Palace play Charlton Athletic in a friendly match. Great to go again. It was my, my son picked me up and we drove over there, parked very near the ground, nearer than you would ever get on a match day because they normally close roads off. Um, not a massive crowd there by any means. 
and they played in this uh, third kit that was introduced a day or so before. So the season's not that far away, really. Um, Palace haven't announced their new first kit yet, first team kit. Well, it's called a first kit because they've announced a second and third. Um, and there's also some player acquisitions that are doing the rounds. There's one that's very close to happening, and that'll be a really great, great acquisition. A guy who played for Fulham last year. So, uh, but it was just great to be back at Sellhurst. Um It's kind of tempting to think I should either get individual tickets for a few matches or possibly go with a season ticket. I mean, new manager and new setup. Maybe the cautious approach is just to to see if I could get tickets for the old game because I've got a a membership plan now, membership pack, gold membership. Well, actually, talking a pack, they haven't even sent it in the post yet, but hey-ho. So, uh, yeah, and I've been following that on Twitter, you know, all the Palace shenanigans. It's quite it's quite exciting that there's a new manager, and I just think, I felt watching some of the players last night that they reverted to type just a bit too often. You know, they, they were kind of remembering what had been drilled into them for the years under, uh, under Roy Hodgson, the previous manager. I think Patrick Vieira, the new guy, is, um, has got some better ideas, so hopefully we'll see some improvement going forward. So, short, sharp one this week. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. I hope, you, um, hope you're doing well in whatever you're doing. Uh, I'm going to go and uh, pick up on a Netflix thing that I've just discovered. Um, sort of British crime series. So uh, I love all that stuff. The investigation and all that. Plus I like the documentary filmmaking aspect of it. So I, I kind of look through these things with two lenses. Uh, but yes, look after yourself. I'm going to close now on episode 77 of the Late Life Career Change podcast with me, Phil Swallow and catch you all again next week. Mm-hmm.